Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, as always, is... Sesame Almighty Encarta. I like that. Thank you. I, 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 I dig it a lot, man. Um, you know, um, you just really hammered that home right there when you did that. Yeah, I mean, it kind of had a wow factor a little bit, too. Yeah, you just hammered it home. Um, you know, you, 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 uh, were struck by lightning with that one. <laughs> thunderstruck even. You yes. Might say. Yes. You were thunderstruck, man. Um, so today ben, on the show, ben, 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 <laughs> oh, that's kind of my never song, different song. Anyways. So, um, we're going to go with, um, <laughs> talking today. We're talking about, um, a mockbuster film. This is our, I think, second mockbuster film we've covered after Fast and the Fierce. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. It's right. Which wasn't even about cars. No, it wasn't. But the poster made you think it was. Um, <laughs> it was like a, it was about an airplane, wasn't it? Yeah, or, it was like uh, about airplane and like spy shit and all this other stuff. Anyway, so. Of course- the computer room had to be like a bunch of blinking green lights because they're always in the dark, apparently. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. That's the best way to do, you know, like data entry or any kind of computer stuff. Yeah. Is in a dark room. Yeah. Because, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen any documentaries about like Facebook or Google or anything about their headquarters. Just black rooms. Everywhere. They're always, yeah, yep. they're always. In the... <laughs> yeah. Yes all they are no yep. both those places are pretty colorful and bright so i don't know what the... <laughs> um anyways um today we're covering another film from the very infamous film company the asylum you know the makers of uh the sharknado films which are not mockbusters, but they're like the only thing they've done that aren't. Um, they, they've done some other things that aren't. I, yeah. Don't get me wrong. But uh, they were the makers of The Fast and the Fierce. And, um, yeah, movies such as uh, Snakes on a Train, The Day <laughs> the Earth Stopped, 
Battle Star Wars. Um, <clears throat> trans also- Transmorphers. Morphers, yeah, I love that one. Transmorphers. Yeah. What about the the Revengers? Was that them too? Oh no, th- that wasn't the name of it. No, that that was my uh, joke name for uh, Mockbuster. Oh, okay. That never happened. No, they did um, the Avengers Grim. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Which was like instead of superheroes, they were like fairy tale char- characters. Like, and they ha- and they had sinister Sinister Squad was like a spinoff of those. Oh my Which God. was like their their Suicide Squad, <clears throat> um, yeah. Wow. And uh, they they always cast these great actors who uh, come out of obscurity <laughs> just to work with this great studio. Well, yeah, that's the only reason they do it, right? Such as uh, I mean, yeah, such as Richard Grieco. Who played Loki in this film? People may know him from Twenty One Jump Street. Um, he was recently in the movie Twenty Two Jump Street, but he really? was also yeah re- reprising his role as Booker from his own self-titled TV series Booker, which was a spinoff of Twenty One Jump Street back in the eighties and nineties. Oh. Yeah, um, I mean he was. He's in a lot of things, but, you know, those are the only notable things, really. Um, <laughs> Heinz are lean, and he had to do, he had to mm-hmm. be an almighty Thor, you know? Yeah, he's he's in a, he's in a few of these, uh, a couple of these at least, um, these uh, Asylum films. I mean, he did have a recurring role on uh, Veronica Mars as well, but he was also in... Um, A.E. Apocalypse Earth, which was a, which was an asylum film. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I, mean, I would love to actually be in one of these asylum films because that way I could <clears throat> act a little bit. Yeah. But not have like the pressure. Oh yeah. Of like, you know, being an actor or trying to be an actor. I know that like it's not going to really launch me into like success so it's just like I mean it best. could I mean the thing is it's like some of the people that have worked with the asylum okay there it's kind of like the asylum is a little bit like a modern day Roger Corman who had his own production company back in the 70s and stuff and started the careers of people like James Cameron and uh and um other like Joe Dante and other like famous directors um Ron Howard um oh yeah, all worked for Roger Corman, and this is kind of like the modern equivalent to that, where it's low budget, shoot it as fast as you can, you know, hmm. get it released sort of thing, and, um, you know, on a shoestring budget. Um, Roger Corman was famous for uh, reusing sets, and I'm pretty sure the Asylum does that too, mm-hmm. <clears throat> where they would have like a really cool location or like they'd rent the location or have the sets built and they'd be like, okay, what else can we shoot here now? And they would just write a script based on the locations that they had available. Um, and I'm sure the asylum does similar things. Um, and it does get a lot of people on their way down, but I'm sure it's, it's a good launching ground for some people who are trying to break into the business and, you know, it's it's a way to learn how to do things on the cheap and make a movie. Mm-hmm. 
and release it. I don't want to like dismiss everybody that's involved with this company with the output as yeah. much as the input is sometimes it's like sometimes the journey is the destination. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the movie doesn't really matter as much as the experience that you have making it. Yeah. And yeah, I say I that see. I say that from somebody who's made movies for like seven thousand dollars who, you know, right. um the asylum films honestly look better than. So <laughs> I mean they had a two thousand two hundred thousand dollars budget yeah. for this movie. Yeah. And that includes everything, both paying the actors, CGI writing, set, everything. I mean, that's the whole Yeah. Like when people say like, Oh, this movie I can't believe they paid, you know, five hundred million dollars to make this movie. It's like, yeah, but they're they're paying the actors, they're paying I mean it's and, like, and you're paying for time like, too, a lot of Yeah, times. it's like there's so many things <clears throat> that go involved. It's not like it's not like it's just like all this movie, all the money goes to like an mm-hmm. actor and then that's the whole thing. Like, no, there's CGI, there's marketing, yeah. there's like a whole you know, writing, the screenplay, there's uh, reshoots. And something uh, like Thor, because we're covering Almighty Thor today, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, <laughs> which came out around the same time as the original Thor, which, you know, the original Thor and all the other Marvel movies, you know, billions of dollars are spent on these things. You know, not really, but, you know, millions at least. And yeah. it's... Uh, it they, they will take, you know, like... One page of, of, of filming could take a week to film for a Marvel movie. Whereas this movie was shot in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, the whole movie. Yeah. So, you know, you only get like uh, one or two takes on a shot, you know. So and that that's what uh, things are. I mean, there, there are really big expensive movies that are like that, too, because like Clint Eastwood as a director is famous for being a one take guy. Yeah, like he'll and and he cares more about the story than he does necessarily about what's on the screen sometimes too. Because if you're familiar with the famous uh, scene from American Sniper, where uh, Bradley Cooper is holding a baby doll that's supposed to be his kid because the, they couldn't get the kid to calm down on set, so they just put oh, a baby wow. doll in his hands and they didn't even try to make it look like a real kid. <laughs> wow! And this was a movie that was released nationwide into every movie theater in the country. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's like... Wow. Yeah. But anyways, back to the topic at hand. What were your thoughts here on Almighty Thor? I think it's the the best movie of all time, quite possibly. Okay. So today's going to be the last episode of All Too Real 2. <laughs> Because um, I think Matt has lost it, and I may have to go have him committed. Hmm. <laughs> Can you have a friend committed? <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna find out. <laughs> maybe I we'll mean, like, maybe I... we'll put you in the asylum. Oh yeah, because I don't think I have you as like power of attorney or something like that. So I don't know how that would work. But I'm very you know. persuasive. I'll work it out. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you know, because I might need to be in the asylum, like you just said. Get it? Because these, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh God, this movie. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So yeah, it premiered 
in 2011, May 7th, right around the time as Marvel Studios Thor. So everybody's grandma went to Family Video and rented it by mistake, you know? They're like, I got that movie for you. They're like, wait, that, that just came out in the theaters. No, they already got it out on DVD. And you're like, what? Oh, cool. Maybe it was like, you know, pirated or whatever. And it's like, no, no, it's that wasn't it. And uh, <laughs> instead, you're it kind of reminds me when I was a kid where my my parents bought me Angels in the Outfield, but it was the original one from like the 1950s. Oh, yeah. And I, was like, and I even saw the case. I'm like, I don't think this is the same movie. They're like, yeah, it says Angels in the Outfield. I'm like, I know. Look at the case, though. Like, it doesn't it have any of the actors from you know, the movie. They're like, oh, maybe they just made that for like artistic reasons. I'm like, no, that's I don't think that's a thing. Like, you know. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's... It's like, um, what was it? Uh, was it the Black Stallion or the Black? Uh, what was it? Um, there was like a one of those horse movies with black in the title. Um, <laughs> Black Beauty, Black Stallion, one of those. There were several different versions of it, and my uh, ex girlfriend asked me for one of them for Christmas one year, and I bought her the wrong one. Oh. It was the same year that I got her almost the right things and everything. I got her a jewelry box, but it wasn't the right jewelry box. I got her uh, earrings, but she was allergic to the earrings. And um, <laughs> wow. and I got her the wrong DVD, among other things. I don't remember. But anyway, so I was always like, yeah, I'm really great at almost getting the right gift. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> <clears throat> wow. But yeah, it definitely, you know, you get the wrong angels in the outfield or the wrong... Uh, Black Beauty or whatever, at least they're still, you know, Hollywood made movies, even if one's in black and white from the 19, you know, 40s or whatever the Angels in the Outfield is. And that one was like way darker, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the, I mean, the plot and everything. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, man. It wasn't but, Disney, so. <laughs> yeah, but this movie, man, we. Yeah, um. We start talking about it because it's uh it's yeah we, we so, so we've got um we've got the movie just to let you know it was directed by Christopher Olin Ray whoever that is starred Cody Deal as Thor Richard Grieco as Loki Patricia Velasquez as how do you say her name Jar uh, I don't remember. John John Zakata. John... They should have just called her Lady Sif. I don't know why they didn't. Um, well, they, I don't know. I guess I mean that's still a a character that's in public domain too. So um, yeah. So yeah, see, the way the way they're able to do this is because you can't copyright Norse gods. So <laughs> yeah, because they're mythological creatures, not creatures, but they're um, mythological characters. And... Yeah, not not <laughs> so you know. As long as you're not copying something that Marvel created specifically for their comic books, you're a okay. Yeah, like you can't have their backstory or whatever, you know. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, and we also had uh, Kevin Nash, the wrestler, <laughs> as Odin. <laughs> yes, um, good old Kevin Nash from Detroit, Michigan. <clears throat> Who went by Diesel? Yeah, that was he, that he was, was his, that was his big name. He had a lot of other <clears throat> ones too, but yeah, D 
Diesel, get it? Because Detroit, you know, yeah. it's like cars and yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh my god, though this movie. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to start actually getting into it. Okay, uh, so what we got going down here in this movie here, uh, Sesame? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so we get this. We get like the intro, you know, like stock music, you know, of like orchestra and drums and stuff, and then a bunch of lava and shit. And then we got this guy wearing like a cloak and he's like doing some kind of like magic spell or incantation or whatever. He's got this like <clears throat> a little orb thing that's like attached to like a bone. And then he's like starts speaking in English, like open for me. Open sesame. He didn't say that. But uh <clears throat> but he's like open and then like he finally does it and then he's able to like, you know, crack a hole into like our world because i guess he was living like in like the underworld i guess maybe he was in hell h-e-l as you know the norse i didn't really say and this yeah. this it turns out it's loki well they it's call that, they call uh, hell something different in norse mythology <clears throat> h-e-l oh, okay. is actually i think a marvel creation oh it's okay yeah. gotcha so <clears throat> so it's loki but this version of loki isn't thor's brother he's like a demon i guess or something yeah. i don't know they didn't really they didn't really say necessarily or they kind of did but then they kind of went back on it so he he and this this is interesting because this is 2011 right yeah and then but his plan though in this movie is to start ragnarok which then they that's the third thor movie is actually is about ragnarok so it's interesting yeah. that two movies before <laughs> he's actually trying to create well, the thing, asylum but... is always on the cutting edge yeah well, of course <laughs> you know? of, 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 of tackling something from norse mythology yeah, I mean they're six years early, you know. So um, and, but, um <laughs> I'm covering something that's centuries old. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So um, and so he gets this dumb orb thing to work, and it just looks so stupid in his hand because that, that's like the only thing he uses as a weapon. And like, there's like these guards already already like standing ready, yeah. which they never really explained why they knew that Loki was planning on doing this. They like, they just knew, I guess, mm-hmm. but there was no, okay, but whatever. And so he comes out and he like summons like these weird, like demon dogs, which is like the best CGI of all time, really. And then, um, <laughs> and then they're like, it's Loki attack or whatever. And they shoot like a thousand arrows at him. And then he just like wipes them away with like his orb. And then he just like aim, aims the orb and like the general, you know, vicinity of these people. And like fire just shoots out of it or explosions. I mean, it just looks so stupid. Like it's like he's like holding it in like this really weird, like awkward way, and it's just like shooting out these little like explosions things. And then so he ends up killing all of them and six the dogs on some of them. Then Odin <clears throat> with Thor and his and his Thor's brother. I forgot what his name is. And then uh, for it. yeah, his brother. But, his brother's name is Baldir. Oh yeah, Baldir. And then I watched it for a second time, not the movie, just this particular scene. So Odin <clears throat> is carrying like a trident, like a weapon, you know, weapon. But then I noticed the second time that the thing is bending. Like they didn't, they couldn't even just like have like a real wooden thing. Like it's like the thing is like made of plastic or something. It was like bending. So well, all the weapons are made of plastic in this movie. It looks like, I mean, well, that, no, that, 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 that bone that uh, <clears throat> Loki has with the orb on the end of it really looks like one of those um like bones that you get off of one of those plastic skeletons you can buy around Halloween. 
Yeah, or a Skeletor thing even, like a Skeletor yeah. toy. Like, yeah, no, it did. It looks so stupid fake. And then the, they keep like using the same shot over and over too, where he's like bombing like the fortress, and they keep going back to that same shot of like that being on fire. Yeah, and of, then the acting though is so stupid. of Asgard. Um, yeah, the acting is so supreme. And, 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 like, and the castle in Asgard looks more like uh, um, Harry Potter than it does uh, anything yeah. like. <clears throat> What's the castle in Harry Potter? I just blanked on it. Uh, Hogwarts. Oh, Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Yeah, that's right. It looks more like Hogwarts. It, it it but it looks like a drawing of Hogwarts. It doesn't even look realistic yeah. at all. It's just so <laughs> Yeah, and then so Odin and, and Sons, they're going off to meet like these weavers of fate, I guess. They're doing the whole like Greek thing of like the fates, you know, whatever, even though it's Norse. But well, I think this they're in, I think they're in both mythologies. So okay, yeah. well, so, yeah. they're going to see them, but then there's this. I was watching a review, or I was trying to watch a review rather, and the review of it was just so dumb because the guy was like trying to be funny and it just yeah. wasn't landing. But then he misunderstood what Odin said, and then was like making fun of what he misunderstood he said. So it just made him. Oh jeez, because <laughs> what what Odin says, he goes. This portends to be uh, like an evil day. He thought that Odin said this pretends to be an evil day. He's like, why would why would a day pretend to be evil? It's like you're an idiot. Yeah, you didn't say pretend. He said portend. <laughs> anyway, so so it's like you're trying to be sarcastic, but then now you're sarcastic against yourself because of what you said. Anyway, so that's going on, and then Loki shows up. Best acting of all time. They got the guards up in Asgard. They're like, Loki, you will not come up here and talk to Odin. Like, you know, like they have to enunciate every single word they say in the script for some reason. It's like, and the, why do people do and, that? And the audio was really bad too on the people at, who were up on the castle. Oh, yeah. Like, it was. It, I know they were trying to make them sound like they were kind of far away, but they sounded like they were inside of a bucket far away that's yeah so so they he kills them you know with like fire or the orb and then some of the dogs start eating some of the guys or whatever so then odin odin tells you know his sons to wait outside while he goes into the cave and like listens to like the you know the fate weavers and they're basically saying like ragnarok is here you can't can't do anything to stop fate weavers are my favorite band to listen to What's that? The Fate Weavers are my favorite band to listen to. I really liked the their Fate third Weavers. album. It was really good. <laughs> their third album, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, so then, of course, Thor. So basically, this is if you want to get down to like the brass tacks of things, this movie is about Thor getting everyone he loves killed because he's stupid and impulsive, and he'll never follow instructions. So yeah, just let you know off the bat, he gets three people that he loves killed in this entire movie. The only three people that he loves killed, all because he would not follow instructions a single time. You would think after the first time, you know, when he gets both his brother and his dad killed all at one, one fell swoop, you know, you thought that you think that would be like, oh shit, like I can't come back from that. Like I got the it'd be it'd be his come to Jesus moment where he realizes, hey, maybe I should be a better person, maybe I should be a good leader, and no. But that's what happens when you look like Owen Wilson. You can you think you can do whatever you want. Yeah, our so. our our star Cody Deal looks like a, a buff Owen Wilson. Yeah, without the broken nose. 
Um, Without the broken bones. Speaking yeah. of buff, the, the the armor these people wear, so it's like it looks like they got it from a toy store. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> it, it's more like, plastic somehow than the weapons. Yeah, it, it, Odin, like what he's wearing, especially what Thor's wearing. <clears throat> no offense, I just it's just hilarious. So, um, so Odin, you know, he tells them like stay there, and then you know don't he doesn't want Thor to fight. He says he needs Thor to be like to finish the fight essentially but then thor like an asshole decides that he's like well i'm not gonna sit back and let them die well but then he actually makes them die so technically him doing that's what caused them to die in the first place but whatever and but the 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 hammer though oh my god the 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 hammer of invincibility is what they call it this thing is just like a regular fucking rock like tied to like some wood basically and that's supposed to be thor's hammer and it's and it's and it's obviously not even a rock it's like a plastic rock it's a (laughs) and i'm thinking to myself i'm like oh my god Mm -hmm. like like this looks like some like bronze age not even bronze like almost like caveman type of weapon Mm -hmm. like because it's literally like tied to the stick or whatever (laughs) i've seen like i I did a lot of like, you know, behind the scenes and on stage theater stuff as, as, as I was in high school and afterwards and stuff. And I, uh, I used to do lighting for this, like, um, children's theater group that would, that would, uh, perform like, like, uh, you know, little red riding hood and snow white and shit like that, you know, little plays that were like a half hour long that they would, uh, that their parents would come and see. Anyways, um, the props we had in those plays were like a thousand times better than any in this movie. And this was like 30 years ago. And <laughs> and also, too, there's this fight scene between Loki and Odin that they insist on doing this weird slow motion crap. I have no idea why they thought that would be a cool thing to do. Because uh, it just looks so bad. Like, And your, your fight with, you know, you have Kevin Nash, Diesel from the WWF. <laughs> yep. Um, doing one of the worst fight scenes I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> it's like, did you forget how to fight after you stopped wrestling? Um, <laughs> or maybe they made him do that because they wanted yeah, him to and, lose the fight. And, and there is there is this thing with these movies and a lot of low budget movies where they 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 slow down the fights because they somehow make it think it makes it look better, but in almost every case it makes it look worse. Well, like, it wasn't even like real slow mo. It was like this weird, like choppy version of slow mo. Like, yeah, and and on top of that, it's like I think the people were actually just doing things slowly, and then they even slowed them down more, <laughs> probably to make it so it didn't look so stupid. So, like, yeah, even though it made it look even worse. Anyway, so Loki kills Odin, I guess, and then Odin throws the hammer into some like portal <clears throat> to the world tree because like in Norse mythology the world tree is like where everything comes oh, from the, like the tree Odin. of life or the tree of life sorry yeah um, <clears throat> the world tree is something different but uh yeah so <clears throat> so then thor owen wilson thor wakes up from the fight because he got knocked out and realizes that he got his brother and dad killed and he's like no and then, and then we get our Lady Sif type character, who I I'll let you talk in a second. But like, yeah, I have a thing about this movie. Okay, so 
<clears throat> the rest of this movie, which is probably about an hour and 15 minutes longer at this point of what's going mm-hmm. on, I swear to God, almost the entire mm-hmm. rest of this movie is them having the same conversation over and over and over about him needing the train and then him saying, I don't want a train. I want to kill Loki now. And then he agrees. Oh, I guess you're right. I will train. But then he sneaks off and gets himself into trouble. And then she comes and saves his ass and has the same conversation. And then he's like, I swear I'll be good this time. And then he goes off on his own. It's like, okay, we get it. But at what point do you stop doing that? That's like, we get it. Like, you don't need to do it seven times. Like, we understand that's his personality. Like, we don't need the whole movie to be the, like essentially babysitting him like you know my feeling on this is that the writer of this movie had just watched star wars a new hope and <laughs> really liked the part where where luke was like but but uncle owen blah 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 we can't do that well then he just wrote that again and again for like yeah. the rest of this fucking movie because that was the literally the whole plot ever and then like and then so you, you go on from there but i just wanted to just mention that fact that like we run into the same exact conversation like 18 times yeah and and, and then on top of that it's like we have little development each time not much but it's the same same thing and then eventually uh, like this is all like seemingly taking place in like a day or so oh yeah it's like all one day yeah yeah and um somehow jarn jarn saxa whatever her name is, um, <laughs> Patricia Black- Velasquez's character, at one point is like, I love you, Thor. <laughs> it's like... What? Yeah, um, I, uh, I know people who have dated for a lot longer than you guys actually knew each other and never said I love you. <clears throat> well, you had to have the hetero, you know, romance going on, mm-hmm. you know. And of course, too, you know, trauma bonding, you know, so, <clears throat> you know, that so, so, so thing, we, you know. we, we have, we have the situation where they find uh they're, they're in the, they're in the woods and I can't remember exactly what happened, but they end up creating this portal to Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To, to 2011 Los Angeles, where it's not really Los Angeles, it's bluer Los Angeles. Yeah, it's like it's it's like uh, going, you know, looking at Los Angeles, but you're wearing like a pair of sunglasses that are tinted blue. <clears throat> it looked more like Seattle than than um, you know. Yeah, LA. but it was, but it was L.A. You saw palm trees and shit. Um, oh, yeah, and and I think they say it at one point or something. I don't know, but anyways, like somehow they're in Los Angeles through a portal of some sort. Um, there's like all these fights and you know slow motion, but uh, okay. Anyways, what what? How did they get the hammer? They got um. Well, they didn't. <clears throat> I mean, it did for a minute. Yeah, they they went so to they, the tree of life. They the the portal into L.A. was supposed to help them get to there from there i guess like so they had to go yeah. to midgard which is what they call earth yeah and then through midgard get to but what happened was loki somehow had like broken some of the 
like sacred rooms or whatever so like they weren't like completely protected like from the like like they like he was yelling out to them and they could like hear his voice from like wherever magic portal zone that they were in so he was like just outside of like where they were yeah cause I, I know that there was a scene though i can't remember if it was before or after they go to midgard where he got the hammer from the tree of life because he had to <clears> fight <throat> the knight there at the Tree of Life. That's right. There was a knight, which I didn't. Was he working for Loki? Like, what was? No, he he role? just guards the Tree of Life, and part of the journey that they that that um that uh Jay that's what I'll call her that Jay was explaining to Thor. <laughs> she uh she was like she was like hey you got to fight this uh this knight to get the to get the hammer. But why? Because he's supposed to have the hammer, so he just killed the innocent knight for no reason. But the knight came and back when... to life, and he was back to life later. So, well, okay, fine. But like, and then yeah, so he yeah, it's right. He kills the knight or yeah, wounds him, whatever. Takes his dumbass looking hammer toy. Yeah, after he goes through like, and he goes into the tree, he goes in into like this jungle. That's the part I I was like, what the hell? I don't, even, I don't even remember that part. I probably just zoned out. And um somehow inside the tree which made no sense well, yeah yeah it's a mist but like he, he walks inside the tree and all of a sudden he's like in a jungle in vietnam or something almost um yeah. but but anyways he, he fights the knight and everything and there's like this heart inside the tree that is like really crazy looking um hold on a second anyways yeah there's this crazy heart thing in there that it's like the heart of the tree of life or whatever. But anyways, they're they're they somehow then end up on Midgard. This movie was confusing. But um Yeah. So she has like this little hideout in this Los Angeles area. Um it's she shows him how to use a gun at one point. I might be like yeah. way like some of this might just be like way out of order of the script, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Um <laughs> No, I think it's Yeah, about there. But yeah, yeah, she, she shows him how to use a gun, which was like, okay. Um <clears throat> and uh it, it's just hilarious to me that, you know, this guy's got this hammer of invincibility, but he needs a gun. And then then she shows him a machine gun. He's like, I like these people. I'm like, oh my God. Like Thor yeah, with the machine gun, it's very, like very, very pro gun movie. Um, <laughs> well, it just makes no sense. I mean, it's like, you know, these are like magical people, and then they need guns instead of like their magical weapons, whatever. And then, so yeah, she's like point and pretend that this is your spear or whatever. And then somehow she knows about all this. I guess she spent some time in Earth. I guess I don't know. And then yeah. um, well, she has a hideout there, so she knows all this stuff. I guess she's so maybe that's yeah. part of her training. Is, yeah. I don't know. Then and, yeah, go ahead. Then gives him the machine gun, and then he's like, "Oh, I really liked it." Where did they even find this stuff? I mean, I think she's been there for a while, just collecting shit and being ready for. Oh, okay. All this. <clears throat> um, yeah. The uh, we end up later, like in an alley somewhere. <laughs> And they're trying to get back to, I don't know when this is or what this has to do with anything, but I, I wrote down some dialogue that I wanted to share from the movie that I thought was just brilliant writing. Yeah. Um, she says to Thor, 
because they're trying to get a portal back to, I think, Asgard or something. She says, can you feel anything? And he's like, a wall. <laughs> and then um, she's looking at him and she's like, Thor, I need you. And he's like, I'm right here. <laughs> I laughed out loud during that scene. So, um... <laughs> I wonder if that was like an improv line or something. I know, but it was like all like the whole thing was like they're trying to be funny or something. I don't know what the hell they were doing, but it was it's, really bad just, writing. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't tell I'm if right they were here. ever trying to be funny or if they were on purpose, you know. So yeah, so yeah, Loki's walking around on 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 Earth as well, looking like you know. Um, like fr- from the neck up, he looks like somebody working at Hot Topic, and down below, he looks like uh, you know, rejected member of Guar. And um, <laughs> nobody's batting an eye for a while there when he's just walking around. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay, yeah, this cool, cool looking dude here with his orb or whatever. And then they get into a gunfight where they literally start shooting machine guns at each other, which is that was bizarre to see. Um. And, and well, it was actually just one machine gun because Thor had the machine gun and then Loki was able to take it from him. Oh, yeah, that's right. Th- Thor was a horrible shot. He couldn't even get anywhere near him. And then I know L- Loki, who's never used a th- machine gun before, takes it and he gets him right away. Well, because he's used to holding that awkward orb all the time. So it's helped them, like, you know, yeah. things. So, you know, the machine gun's like, you know, a toy in comparison to the, the toy orb that he got from, like, Skeletor's, you know inventory or whatever um yeah <clears throat> or the masters of the universe toy inventory which and then at one point what happens <laughs> they get into a fight and then um <clears throat> he supposedly kills loki but then loki's like oh you can use the orb to bring back your brother and odin or something like that so then loki yep. like it, burns it, and like goes back to hell or in whatever. one of these numerous bad fights he also cuts off his hand and um oh yeah which and grows back bag. but 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 the blood spurts out and it's obvious like cg blood that doesn't even look like it's human blood coming out of him at all yeah um so there there's another part too where uh there's extras in the background and there's this one part with a lady with a baby stroller i noticed who looks right <laughs> at yeah. the she looks right at the camera it, like she like goes and like just like positions herself, like in like the corner or something like, like that. She, she's in like this there. doorway of this old building, and she just stands there. Like, I didn't, yeah, I didn't get as, as she was like trying to figure out like what was going on or like or yeah, like was she just like somebody that wandered onto set or was she a paid extra? Is what I'm trying to figure out. I have no idea. Yeah, and so like um, Loki shoots him in the arm and injures him, and so he's got to go back in for you know to get bandaged up, but then. You know, she's like, okay, this is why you have to, like, follow my instructions, Thor. And he's like, I know. And she she tells him, you know, to get rid of that orb because that thing, like, corrupts you or whatever. He's like, okay. And then she leaves. And he, of course, he starts looking at the orb and starts telling commandments to it, like, to open up and to save. Yeah. You know, save my brother. And, and of course, Loki comes back out of it because he didn't really die. Uh, because he can't die because he's not really alive. And that that was actually per Loki's own words. So I okay, I don't really understand what that means. All right, and then 
So he's neither dead nor alive. But yet, at the same time, he wants to rule Asgard as a non-alive, non-dead being. Yeah. Like why, why? Why would you want... Okay, why would you even care about something like that? Like, okay, whatever. So then... Uh, <clears throat> he... I don't remember. They get into a fight again, I think, and then... Yeah, there's, there's one point where, uh... Where, uh, Loki and her are, like, kind of arguing, but then she says, You have my heart! And then she's turning around looking, uh, like, on this, like, on this, like, uh, bridge out to the city and stuff like that, and then she turns around and he's gone. It's like, yeah, you have my heart, but, well, okay, and he says the same, and then it's like, bye-bye. I, I don't care. I don't, yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. And then, like, so then Loki plays another trick on him where it makes it look like she, I forgot her name, she's, like, bleeding out because he caught her. He's like, what am I going to do with you? And so, like, he's, like, hugging her, but then it turns out that it was really just Loki pretending to be her. Yeah. Instead, he's got her, like, up against the wall somewhere, and then and then he puts Thor up there, and then he opens yeah, up. Yeah, and, and the CGI of them hanging on the wall was the worst I've ever seen. I know. It looked like, um, they, sh- they show them up on the building, and um, in the distance, it looks like, it looks like, you know, when there's, like, cartoon characters that have been run over by a steamroller yeah um like after they're kind of like just hanging out after that where they kind of look almost like cardboard cutouts or something that's what it kind of looked like to me it was like so weird yeah a little bit of movement and that was it yeah and then they're like talking like i'm sorry i didn't listen to you for the 45th time it's like it's okay so and Loki opens up the ground to like the lava world and then he drops her first and he drops thor and then Thor is like in like the lava world, and then she's like, "I'm gone, but you can still do this or whatever." I don't know. And then yeah, and he and then so that's where he gets his real hammer. Yeah, forged. he forms his own hammer out of lava, which that hammer actually looked kind of like the real hammer that you know we have through the movies, not this rock. Yeah, thing, like this tied to a piece of tree wood or something like that like a branch and then i mean it looked like a slingshot basically and then and then he comes back and loki's like what like no that's impossible blah 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 you know so they get into a huge fight thor wins i guess i don't know and then yeah they they, there's like he brings up his little like worms and dogs and stuff to fight and everything and you've got all these extras running around who are all the same like four or five people and um <laughs> yeah that's right and then like they all crowd around thor once they win the battle and he's like he's our savior he's our god you know type of thing yeah and like he goes but then like the movie because i was watching it for free on youtube <clears throat> and then it seemed like the sound cut off and they went back to the lava world i don't know if that was like some post-credit scene um or... i don't think so <laughs> i watched it somewhere else i found it some on uh it was okay. actually on it's on um peacock okay okay yeah. So they, after that, they, they have a scene where, uh, he goes back to, uh, the, the, the loom ladies, the, the Norn as they're called. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, he ends up destroying the loom because he's like, we create our own fate and destiny and all that stuff and everything. And, and they're like, no, 
Yeah. Another great CGI moment where it was all like slow motion and stuff. And they're like, you know, like staring daggers at him. Like, how dare you? And it's like, wait a minute. <clears throat> Didn't you know this was going to happen since you're the weavers of fate? Yeah. So could you know that he was going to do that. So. And then on, on top of that, like. We never get any any of his three people that he basically had killed. None of them come back to life at all or anything. No, so, so they're all dead because of him. So, you know. Yeah. Forever. So good job there. You yes. killed the love of your life that you've known for like 12 hours. And then you've got your brother and your dad killed in the same day as well. All because you refused to follow um, basic instructions. Yes. So you're uh, so good. You're good acting like there. a you're acting like a child who wasn't given a Snickers bar at the Kroger checkout lane when your mom when you asked your mom for it throughout the whole movie. That's basically it. So that it was you know he couldn't get his hammer or whatever yeah. or or uh, <clears throat> how how did he kill Loki again? I forgot. I honestly forgot too. I forgot too. Like maybe with just with the hammer. Or, yeah, probably. Um, and then saw him like put him back into like the the lava world or whatever yeah. the, the like hell or whatever it was yeah oh. which even makes worse because not only did he get the three people he loves killed but now they're stuck in like a lava hell world that he can't get them out of so but he's all like yeah I'm fine now so yay Asgard's back good times my dad my dad and brother and girlfriend. Quasi girlfriend are like burning in hell now, but woo, yeah. Cool. Everybody I care about's dead, but I'm still alive, so that's somehow good. Um, yeah. Well, that's all I've learned from Owen Wilson Thor is that he's just like a selfish prick. Yep. Yep. Do you want to take a quick break here, and we'll come back with some reviews? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Bye. We'll be right back, folks. I'm Jay Remy, host of No Outlet Live. If you're in a podcast that explore any and everything, check us out. We stream anywhere you listen or watch podcasts, or just type No Outlet Live one word in your Google search bar to find the show. Live Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook. No Outlet Live, your road to boredom ends here. Do you like Tessa? Do you think this will be a date that can last? Well, uh, she's not very articulate. And we are back. All right. Can I hear some reviews from this lovely film? Sure. Okay, here's one. Written on May 8th of 2011, or about the time it came out, from Michael Paul Morley. And the headline is, this is for a 1 out of 10 star. Is this the worst film I have ever seen? The simple answer is quite possibly yes. The joke is, though, that this film is so bad that you can't even laugh at it. I disagree there. I found myself cringing at the appalling dialogue. The CGI was very poorly done, and the camera work in general was very dodgy, to say the least. Lots of shaking. The acting, if you can call it that, was appalling. Whether or not this is due to the poor directing or that they are actually that bad, which I failed to believe is unforgivable. 
and some might even say criminal, as some who as someone who has done some acting, if I was in this steaming heap, I would want my name removed from the credits. This is definitely one to avoid if you value your time. It is an hour and thirty minutes I will never get back. Oh, poor guy. Um. Yeah, there, there, there's not one good review. Um, so. <laughs> wow. That, that I can find. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So. That's, I mean. Here's another one. One out of ten. Replace Almighty with God Awful. This is from 1980. This is written in July of 2018. I'll be honest, I can see why this film was the IMDb rating and user review hatred that it does. Oh, this film has, not was, sorry. <laughs> has, has the IMDb rating and user review <laughs> hatred that it does. This is a stinker. If Marvel's Thor was the pinnacle of what is right this version of Thor is somebody doing cosplay using only items found in a small charity shop as the <laughs> props and costume. The casting is horrible. Come on, Kevin Nash. I love you as a wrestler, but you couldn't act in the ring and you shouldn't be acting in a film. Richard Grieco oh. is Loki, which was upsetting. His was probably one of the better performances i Totally disagree. I think he was the worst performance in the whole fucking movie. But anyways, um, however, I've seen, I've still seen human statues more animated. Cody Deal. What was the deal? Thor, come on, really? <laughs> you come across like a brainless halfwit. Don't even get me started on Patricia Velasquez. What was that about? Loki attacks Asgard because he's jealous that Thor could soon be ruler. Loki kills Odin and others. Odin sends Thor's hammer to Earth. Thor goes in search with what's-her-face to find it before Loki can. With what feels like no plot, no acting skills, no structure to the film, and no, well, just say no hope. This uh, really has to be the worst film I have seen this year, and I pride myself on watching terrible films. I regret watching this. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> wow. This other one, I'm not going to read the review, but I like the headline for some reason. Napoleon Dynamite with a six-pack. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, yeah. The highest rating I've seen on here is three stars. <laughs> so any uh final thoughts here before we wrap things up about this glorious almighty film? No. Not really. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Um I don't think this is the worst movie I've ever seen. No, it's not. But it's it's up there. It's it's up there. It's pretty bad. Um anyways, um off of something that's bad, um here's something good folks. You can check out <laughs> all too real two dot com and follow us everywhere.
yeah. you know, that's that's something you can do that will help erase the badness that is Almighty Thor in your mouth. The taste of it. Okay. Almighty Thor in your mouth. Wait, what? The taste what? Oh, the, the taste. <laughs> The taste, taste of, of Almighty plastic. Thor in your the mouth. Plastic, yeah, the taste of the plastic, um, you know, props. Yes, the, <laughs> the plastic the props and actors. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that Richard Grieco's face looked more plastic than the bone that he was holding, but oh. I don't know. Anyways, so um, I don't know. I don't want to be more mean, but um. So, uh, yeah, check out all of our stuff. Um, you can go to all2real2.com, as I was saying. Um, check out our T Public, our our um, Patreon, other ways that you can help us out. Just share the show. Give us a five star review on uh, Apple Podcast or anywhere else you can review the show. Uh, that really helps yeah. us get out there. Um, be good to each other. That helps everybody. And yeah. um, until next time, folks. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Hawes. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now